0: Charge up your broadcaster and get your jump pack ready because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. In this episode, we're going over which is the best villain and the unseen Battlefront 3 footage. Let's get started. Okay, Sam, what in your opinion, is the best villain? I'm gonna get this out of the way. My favorite and best villain is probably Dengar. Dengar. Why do you think Dengar is such a good villain? He has speed. He has very good speed mobility. He has very good traits, which give him a resistance, which they did buff last patch. I didn't think they needed it. Yeah, but he's still overpowered. His grenades aren't as good as they used to be. He has a hurricane strike, which is really good. His frenzy blast is okay. Speaking about the gr- grenade, I've been using that a lot. Uh, when I got on the villain side and chose a villain, I used Dingar on skirmish mode, and I was using the explosive rush. It's not as effective as it used to be, which is bad for the character, I think, because when I was in like a group of five rebels, used that, and I only got rid of the three that it got onto. It doesn't have any splash damage anymore. What about you, Sam? Dingar. I think he's not as good as he used to be but he's still the best villain what about Greedo Greedo is still good not as good as dingar Greedo didn't get a health boost as Dingar did and health is very important when you're playing his weapon I've the DT 12 may be one of my favorite weapons in the game it's just so fun to use and it has that cool little sound effect that it has I think it's one of my least favorite weapons to be honest why don't you like, don't you like it it's not spammable as I always say and you miss once, you got to blah, 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 shoot it again. You got to use your finger too much. My finger is out of shape right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your favorite weapon right now? My favorite weapon is definitely, um, I am I kind of like in the E3 right now. The E3? You used to hate that weapon. I know, I did. From using the E4, I've learned how to deal with the burst damage or the burst fire. So your experiences with the E3 used to be like this. I love it. Hate it, love it, hate it, and now you love it again. Yeah, I used to be into the E11. Hardcore. The E11 is one of the most consistent weapons in the game. It's just one of those weapons you can keep on coming back to, and I usually use it because it is pretty good with ranged fire and close range. So, it's, it's pretty good. Now, going to Greedo a little bit. Why don't you think he is the better villain? Obviously he has, um, he's probably the fastest villain in the game, with his running speed. But, you know, he has that scan pulse ability, which is good in hero hunt. He has his grenades, which upgrade, but I don't think they up grenade. Well, anyway, the upgrading is so slow. I mean, if you get a crap ton of kills and it's still reloading for your thermal imploder, it might cool down by the time it's ready. But, and you have to use them right at once. Yeah, and the way that they cool down is just so slow, it seems. Like, by the time that you do get up to there, your level 2 trait grenade is still cooling down. And I never use this third ability because it's so slow. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, it comes out so slow and you get so much damage while... And and it's pretty buggy right now. I died because I used that on Princess Leia. I had him going, and it doesn't stun him anymore like they used to. I think It does Luke still but you're supposed to use it from a decent range before they get to you But you still have to get pretty close to it because it does have that the short range so it isn't very useful I would not suggest using that but Greedo like I I like to call Greedo a glass cannon. Do you agree with that Sam? Yes, and the third ability as I said is useless but Greedo I mean Dengar has all of his abilities are useful the frenzy blast is not as good I thought it was really good when I made that Dengar breakdown. Because it is really good in the close quarters. But you know, usually these game modes and Best Spin are larger maps. But I'm talking like if you're playing Heroes versus Villains on one of those tiny maps, or say probably even sabotage, it's really good. And the um, original vanilla maps usually are good for Dengar, but the Best spin maps, you're not going to be using your Frenzy Blast. And I think they should fix where you have to wait a little bit when you use it. I think it should be right when you hold the triangle button, whatever you're using, playstation. PlayStation. Yeah, when you are preparing to shoot it, it still doesn't do it, so you have to, basically you have to stop holding the trigger and then start it up right when it starts up. So it, it does have that very long lag time in between activation and firing. Let's go into the Three vanilla villains probably the best out of those is Darth Vader I'd say Darth Vader is an Interesting type of character. I'm better using him than Luke But still not as effective in heroes vs. Villains. I like to just play as Darth Vader and then just go for one hero and then just kill them I usually end up dying too so I at least get that kill, but I don't get anything else with that now, what about Boba Fett? Boba Fett is really good on Bespin. Yeah, the jetpack that Boba has is just so effective with the big cityscape of Bespin. I actually got like a 20 kill streak with or well, Palpatine was on that roof somehow and I spawned oh, it as for- his honor guard. He was on the roof. And I got like a 20 or 30 kill streak with sniping it. I was just using the homing shot, the smart rocket and his primary weapon which is a good sniper. Then we have Palpatine. I don't think Palpatine is as good against infantry than Leia, but against heroes, Palpatine is way more effective. Yeah, especially after his buffs. Yeah, his buffs, I mean, for Bespin, he may be one of the best choices as a villain, especially in the carbon freezing chamber. That map is just perfect for Palpatine. Now let's go into our next topic, the unseen, now seen, Battlefront 3 footage. So it, Battlefront 3 was going to be released around 2009, I think and this is the alpha build, which was in 2008, and it was going to be released for PC, Xbox 360, uh, PS3, and Wii, which I find Wii pretty surprising. I mean, when you think of Nintendo, you don't think of Star Wars. I didn't think the Wii missed out on the Star Wars Battlefront games. Star Wars Battlefront only came on PlayStation, correct? PlayStation and Xbox, the original oh, they Xbox, did. yeah. Because they had the GameCube at that era, which the GameCube wouldn't be running that. It could have run it. Yeah, but the disc, you know. It's, yeah, one gigabyte. GameCube is actually the strongest out of the three. Yeah, it, graphically, it is the most powerful. Which is pretty crazy because it was smaller than all of them. Maybe it's just because it was in a square. It used those tiny discs. I actually really want a GameCube right now. I do too. too. Even though we can play GameCube games on the Wii. I want it for the Game Boy Advance capabilities. Yeah, to put them on the big screen. Now, Going back to Battlefront, what did you think about this footage, Sam? I thought it would look... Probably after it was released, it probably would have Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 graphics. And the gameplay seemed solid. I... It had, it, from the trailer, it seemed to have a really good story mode. Yeah, so the story mode, I think this is what they were focusing on mostly because it is crazy good. The cutscenes, even the the alpha cutscenes were so awesome. It looked like they were using the Force Unleashed engine for it because it looks just like Force Unleashed. And it looks like they were also using motion capture for capture for the actual Jedi lightsaber users. From what we took from the footage it seems like you've been playing as a 501st member but it looks like some twins and not clones because what we've seen in the prequels all the clones look like Boba Fett but these two clones did not look like him at all. Maybe this is when they switched over to another guy from uh, Jango Fett's death because it it seems to be focusing on the time period after Episode three in the process of finishing order 66 because they are still Jedi's and the main character that you play as the stormtrooper or no the clone trooper Has a lightsaber from the gameplay. It seems like you'd be focusing mainly on Your lightsaber, which is really awesome. I don't think it's really you know How in the Star Wars force and leash they had those troopers with those kind of lightsaber things? Yeah, I think it was kind of like that But it can compete with the lightsaber. I think it would be cool if in Battlefront 2 you get to have lightsabers for regular people. Because the Jedi Order has, except for Luke and a couple other people, passed away in the Force Awakens era. From the Clone Wars series, you see that other people use lightsabers without the Force. So that would be cool to use. I think there should just be like a lightsaber mode. Not like everyone can use it on any game mode. Or there could have been a lightsaber star card or something like that would be pretty cool. Or like a charge up in the left screen so you can see it slowly rise up. But from the look of this, it looks like the EA Battlefront that we have now, which is crazy. It's The, the new Battlefront looks better graphically, but this is almost on par with that, I think, in certain areas. My theory is that EA actually absorbed these... Assets that they created because the gameplay I mean, the gameplay looks almost identical to the new Battlefront that we have. Yeah, the ships seem to be pretty solid in there. Like, you could, there was ground and space battles, which is the first of its kind in Star Wars Battlefront, would have been. You could, like, shoot troopers on the ground. You could even go into first person, I saw. Yeah, first person on that. So, Battlefront 2 first person is weird. You are basically, it looks like you're a camera because you don't see your arms, you don't see the barrel of the gun, you just see the crosshairs. So it's really weird to play as. And then this one, it looks like about ba- the new Battlefront that we have. Yeah, and from the trailer, I saw that there was kind of a beast mode. You play as Dungans and Ewoks, what I saw. The Ewoks were so cute. I mean, they look like a, a huge teddy bear. As they always do, Sage. <laughs> What's funny about the Ewoks is they run around meleeing people and shooting rocks at the stormtroopers or clone troopers. I think it was heavily based off Star Wars Battlefront 2 and some of the gameplay mechanics. Did Did Pandemic produce this? I think so. Because from the other footage that we had a while ago, it was very... I think it was a beta footage, but from what it showed, it was Pandemic Games before they got shut down, and Lucasfilm threw Battlefront out the window, I guess. But it looks like Pandemic was on to something because it looks really similar to Battlefront EA, which is going to be confusing, as I've said before, (laughs) once we get the new Battlefront, and we have to start saying Pandemic Battlefront, I guess, or the original Battlefront, and then Battlefront 2, and then you've got the ea battlefront and ea battlefront 2 i'm guessing that's what you would call it well um it's not too confusing to me because when you refer to battlefront you kind of think of the originals depending on which one you played more and then you obviously could do the ea battlefront one and two blah blah which ea is a lot easier to say than pandemic the star wars battlefront podcast is supported by our patrons on patreon who allow us to upgrade to new hardware and keep up the hosting for the podcast if you have some extra money and would like to support the show you can head over to patreon.com slash battlefront podcast if you don't have the money and would like to support the show you can head over to itunes and leave us a review and that is just as helpful because all of the reviews help us to grow and give us great feedback thank you all so much for listening to the star wars battlefront podcast here's the show Let's talk about the maps that we saw in that little footage that we had. I did see Coruscant, which was a fan favorite, to be added to Battlefront. I wish that they added it because Coruscant is crazy. And it is in the newer canon, so it is canon. But it's got buildings everywhere. You've got many different tiers of the land so you've got the base, which would be really dark, and then you can maybe get into a ship and fly up there, which is, I think, what would happen. And then we also saw Mustafar. And I think we saw a Cloud City Space. Yeah, we saw. So the Cloud City Space looks exactly like the Bespin DLC Fighter Squadron maps. It's got those big balloon areas that you can fly around. And there's a, a lot of different variations of maps. So... From the looks of this, looks like it would be a huge game mode because they've, oh, they're also tattooing because we saw the, uh, the Tuscan Raiders, the guy was uh, aiming at three Tuscan Raiders behind rocks, threw a grenade over there, and they all blew up over the rocks. That would be cool to see in Battlefront, the new one. If EA actually absorbed the assets this game created, then we may be seeing a very, very cool Battlefront 2. Because the reason we're talking about this is because of the possibilities EA could do by looking at the past and bringing up the bringing those up to date with like different assets and that kind of stuff. So seeing all of this in a, the Frostbite engine would be awesome. A cool thing that this storyline does is create a new character that is very interesting, and that I think that's what they should do for Battlefront 2's campaign: is have like a lightsaber wielder, maybe, or what I would like to see is two twins. One side's on the First Order, one side's on the Resistance, and then they meet up, and then they have to make like this decision on which side is actually wrong, or maybe they they're both set in their ways that they're going to battle each other out. I think that'd be a cool take on it. And since the First Order are not clones, we'd be able to get something like that, maybe a image from the past it comes up through the first order troopers mind and then he starts getting these visions maybe he's uh, Force-sensitive that would be pretty cool. What do you think Sam? That'd be a pretty cool Idea for a game, but I think this would this Battlefront would have been more Single-player based, but I think there would have been a multiplayer mode Which did the original Battlefront 2 did yeah the the original Battlefront 2 had a strange type of uh, online Multiplayer because you had to hook it up through LAN or shoddy Wi-Fi But this it's bringing up to PlayStation Network Which would have been really awesome because you've got the Xbox 360 which would be Xbox live uh, Playability and then the PlayStation 3 and then if you were on the Wii you'd be left to nothing you'd Be able to play split-screen maybe what about Nintendo Network? It wouldn't have been as reliable. It'd be it'd be basically like playing it on the PlayStation 2 I think what do you want to see in Battlefront 2 that was in this footage? I would like to see Clone Wars, because that was in this. And some of the ship concepts of air to space, I mean, um, ground to air battles, which they will definitely add in this next one, if not Rogue One. The, the starships in this footage, it we saw like five different Rebel ships, and then a lot of other different types of ships for the... Actually, we saw basically there were clone ships, like we had the A-Wing, we saw the transport ships, and then we saw a a TIE fighter actually, so that, that is really strange. It looks like they were merging different eras together, though we only saw mostly, I think, the prequel era of uh, gameplay. Something interesting about this is they have on the heroes a type of health bar, reminiscent of what we have now on the heroes. So they've instead of a circle of health, they've got a bar on top, so you can see how much your, your villain or hero has. And we saw Darth Vader and the Emperor, which is pretty interesting, as playable villains. We only saw two different Jedi, and the Jedi that we did see were custom Jedi's, like that weren't even in the movies or anything. So I hope that they do that instead of relying on the movies to draw from characters but have maybe interact with Lucasfilm because they have that opportunity to create new heroes that will first show up in battlefront and then eventually show up in the movies I think that would be really awesome to do what do you think Sam yeah that would be cool or maybe that maybe create a character like they're doing in the visceral game Star Wars game but have a like show him up in the in Battlefront kind of give him a little backstory and then you can play him later on in the visceral games thing So that would be a cool thing that they could do kind of like Lego Star Wars Force Awakens C-3PO's C-3PO's red arm. Yeah, like they explain that which is which is canon Which is really cool that they're spreading out all of these canon story back lines throughout the games which will be coming out We're getting four a year. I hope that the four that they mentioned didn't count the Force Awakens. Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, but I don't think it would since it is a Traveler's Tales game (laughs) Going back to the villains a little bit Which villains would you like to see carry over from Battlefront 1 to Battlefront 2? I would like to see Probably the bounty hunters, I'd say. I think that would be cool And what I'm hoping that they do like Battlefront 1 did to Battlefront 2 I hope that they bring it up forward like this to where you can have maybe certain eras, like maybe you've got the original trilogy and then you've got the Force Awakens or the, the new trilogy game selection screen. So multiplayer, you've got this, you've got the original base game pretty much with with new maps and that kind of stuff. And then you've got the Force Awakens which carries all of the the, the campaign and then you've got the multiplayer for that and the story mode. So I hope that they do that and revamp the UI for it. I do think the UI needs revamp. I was really hoping that the Best Spin DLC would revamp the UI, but we still have hope for the Death Star DLC. I actually don't mind the UI, to be honest. Yeah. What's your What's your problems about it? The separation of the DLC. I do think that's a problem. They should have a because basically the outer rim becomes useless after this. I think they should at the end have a mix up, like a remix of all the different DLC packs you purchased. And I hope that, I mean, they haven't even responded to many fans about five v five heroes versus villains. Like I was hoping for that. That that was one of my favorite things for it, or at least four v four, and eventually have a five v five or eight v eight eventually, because we will do that. And I'm I'm excited to see how the new heroes for the Rogue One DLC will look compared to the. The original trilogy, because they are based in the same era, but you'll see like this this ragtag, rebellious character along with Princess Leia playing around. And then you've got the other guy, the Imperial officer, along with Darth Vader and the Emperor. I think that's going to be interesting to see. And hopefully they don't lock it down to where you won't be able to play it on any of the original maps. Because that would just be terrible if they did that. That would be very upsetting for the fans who bought the, either the season pass, which is $50, or all of the DLCs so far, which would be $60. So I'm hoping that they use the, the DLC wisely and they learn from the mistakes of the past DLCs and revamp the UI. This episode was brought to you by our patrons from Patreon. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, and support the show. We would really appreciate you doing that. Now, you can contact us through our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com, to be a guest on the show, or to give us some feedback of what you would like to see, or suggest topics that you would like us to cover. If you want to be on the show, you can send us an email with the subject podcast guest and a topic. We do the podcast through Skype, so make sure you have a Skype account. If you want to record our intro, which is currently, activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3, you can send that in, record it, and you can substitute personal shield for your favorite star card. And you can also say, your name, I am a listener of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Then, activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. If you want to contact us, our Twitter is tie-dye sheep yt yeah you can you can talk star wars with us or you can just talk battlefront and um, or suggest topics and that kind of stuff or you can find the instagram that sage runs at tie-dye sheep films and that's all for this episode may the force be with you always